0: Welcome to The Quartering Podcast for Friday, the 16th of December. First up, Elon Musk destroys lying journalists pretending his personal jet was public information.
1: Oh, what a tangled web we weave when we first practice to deceive. This is a saying that's becoming more and more relevant as the modern day journalists just keep accidentally self-reporting, telling us that they aren't interested in the truth, telling us that they are liars. They aren't interested in actually doing their job. In fact, they also seem to be telling the world that they are better than you. Now we knew they felt this way, but a recent wave of bands on Twitter has made them reveal themselves as feeling as though they are above the law, that they live by their own rules. And Elon himself has been showing up in spaces and in Twitter replies absolutely roasting these journalists. So <clears throat> last night there was a wave of bans on Twitter where journalists knowingly omitted, willingly omitted the fact, the reason why they were banned so that they could act like they were personally targeted by Elon Musk. If you've been following the Twitter hella blue lately, there's a lot to be said going around about tracking Elon Musk's private jet. It reached its pinnacle the other day when Some lunatic tossed themselves on the hood of the car with Elon's son in it. And since that has happened, he has uh, run out of Fs to give. And it seemed like these journalists were more interested in trolling him. they, They were basically trolling him, putting his life in danger, but they didn't care about that. They knew it bothered him when they were linking to this, so they were linking to it. And that's why they got suspended. But journalists lie. And the lie that they have chosen to spread is that this information is publicly available when it is in fact not jack sweeney is via tim jack sweet timpool jim jack sweeney is the guy that runs the elon's jet account was not posting public information sweeney was posting the private information of elon musk and he knew it elon has pia not what you think but its privacy address icao address elon has pia which seeks to protect the privacy of entities using private aircrafts sweeney actually bragged that he could write software to expose elon musk's private info yeah so the pia icao can be changed monthly if chosen to do so but even then it's relatively easy to identify i'm confident i can write software to identify it actually So this is not publicly available content, right? Elon Musk replies, this is correct. And he says here, criticizing me all day long is totally fine, but doxing my real-time location and endangering my family is not. So what happened is a lot of journalists were, were linking to where you could still get this information. Essentially the journalists were like linking to like Mastodon and other platforms that you could still get this information. Even Mastodon themselves uh, again, stupid idiots, you know, and I and I always support new tech. Mastodon is like a Twitter alternative. It's a little different, a little more convoluted, but they posted a link to his jet tracker. So even Mastodon got banned. And all these journalists were saying, Oh my god, Elon's banning all these journalists just for journalisming. Wrong. And you can see he hopped into spaces with a group of journalists and informed them that the same doxing rules apply to them and they are not special.
2: Uh yeah. Um, well, as I'm sure everyone who's been...
1: You can see who's in here, Elon Jett. All the people that are suspended for whatever reason could still join spaces. So Elon Jett's in here. Ben Collins, who just got suspended today, uh, like from his job as a, as a reporter. Timmy Poole's in here. Looks like Hodge twins.
2: Dachshund, uh would agree, you know, showing real-time uh, information about somebody's location is uh, inappropriate. And I think everyone on this call would not like that to be known to them. And, and I think so. And there is not going to be any distinction in the future between journalists, so-called journalists, and, and regular people. Everyone's going to be treated the same.
1: Oh, 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 no. That they did not like to hear, did they? You are no better than the average Joe, journalist. You will follow the same rules that they follow.
2: You're not special because you're a journalist. You're, you're just, you're, you're a Twitter, you're, just, you're a citizen. So, uh, no special treatment. You dox, docs, docs, you get suspended in a story um so and and and, and, elon, and, and, did, and, and did... ban evasion ban evasion or like or, or trying to be clever about it like oh i posted a link to the real-time information is obviously uh that is obviously simply trying to evade the the, the meaning that is no different from and than, than actually showing real-time information exactly so all these little journalists were like
1: elon why are you saying it's doxing we're not giving out your home address now i admit that the Functional definition of doxing, as most of us know it, is like your home address, maybe your phone number, some personal information. This would fit under that. It's just that most of us can't relate to the personal information of private jets getting out there. And Elon has even said he doesn't care if the data is out there later in the day. So why are they so obsessed with it being real time? I think that these journalists know that it is a form of intimidation. They know that they can scare, they can make Elon Musk feel scared that some psycho is going to show up and you know and and with his family because you know he lands at a public airport You know, he doesn't have a private airfield there's relatively few exits at the airport it's pretty easy to figure out where he is as he as it stands out whenever he leaves a hotel or whatever there's always a crowd of people outside people know where he is all the time sean you see uh, sean fitzgerald actual justice warrior he's one of the shortest people i've ever met in real life but he's a nice guy um perma banning and suppression the right while coordinating with the government no big deal maybe seven days suspension for re- people releasing musk's location emergency you have to kind of imagine that more high-pitched like it's coming from something very small but that's actual justice like i can't really i want to like impersonate his voice but i don't have it doesn't go that high my, my voice does not go that high but uh great guy though really nice very small though Rodrigo Flamenco, Elon did not spend a lot to keep his info private. And Jack Sweeney, not, or Elon did spend a lot to keep his information private. and Jack Sweeney not only stalked him, but gave his methods to dox other famous people. He did this with Kim Kardashian, I think. He even bragged about it, being able to skip through all the blocks. So this is doxing by journalist. No different than what Taylor Lorenz did to libs of TikTok. I agree. And it's, it's, what's hilarious to me is all the articles that came down and you know came out and said oh we're getting banned we're being banned for just reporting on elon that's literally the narrative that they were all saying i was just reporting on elon and then i got banned no you were linking to mastodon accounts for real-time tracker i was jet you see this via twitchy elon musk calls down the thunder on journals says they're not special in heated Twitter space. If they're naughty, they get suspended. We, we, we just learned that. But, so journalists tweeting Elon Musk's live location led to a stalker jumping on the hood of his son's car. The way he suspends their accounts, you'd think they'd been misgendered. <laughs> you'd you think someone had been misgendered. I mean, you know, it was like, uh, Taylor Lorenz even scrubbed her entire Twitter account. She's so afraid of getting banned. These people are addicted to Twitter. And they act like they don't care. Now they can go to Macedon and they're still going to have alt accounts on Twitter. And they're still going to be looking at Twitter every single day because that's where everyone is. You can run all these Twitter's dying or blah, 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 blah articles you want. But the fact of the matter is Twitter's never been more exciting. Taylor Lorenz scrubs her Twitter account after getting caught in so many lies. And doxes and lamau. By the way, shout out to Twitchy. I like them. You know, you see Taylor Lorenz literally scrubbed all of her tweets. She's so afraid. How many times, like, then she made her account, Tay-Tay just made her account private. She knows she's about to be fired, and I hope you have hired a lawyer to sue Jeff Bezos for doxing and slander. I don't know if she actually tweeted out his tracker. I'm willing to bet she did at some point in the past. And, you know, I think we also have massive layoffs coming from the Washington Post next week, too, or on Q1. Someone go knock on the door and see if she's okay. (laughs) Nice reference. These journals have enjoyed elite status for a long time. You see this, too. again. Wonder what would happen if a bunch of journalists cut and paste the tweet language so uh, that apparently got Drew Harwell booted. Quote, Twitter just suspended the account, of competitor's account, Joy Mastodon because it posted a link to its own website. And this always says public legally acquired data and decided two days whatever, whatever. Again, this is not public of, of data. And then right here, Mastodon tweets out, did you know you can follow whatever over on Mastodon? And it says it's Elon's personal information. But they wrote a million articles about, you know, oh, they banned a competitor. No, they didn't. Keith Olbermann, you see, well, dang, many other lefty accounts, including Keith Olbermann, have been suspended. Keith Olbermann, uh, everyone's laughing about Keith Olbermann. He's just a lull cow. but I mean, I, I here's John Levine. Again, this is one of the tweets that I thought was like, I don't know who John Levine is. He works at the New York Post. He says, reporters covering Elon Musk are being nuked. No. Many of these people are linking his the personal JET account. They weren't just people that were covering Elon. Ben Collins has been covering Elon in a negative light for years, and he's not banned. It's just for them linking to his real-time data. I think it's totally reasonable thing to do, by the way. I hope
0: you enjoyed this video. We'll talk to you again real soon. And next up today, Twitter staffer just got sent to prison. Elon Musk must clean house.
1: Twitter's been absolutely insane. Elon uh, tweeted out some some link to him having the coup de grace or something like that later today. I don't know if he if he dropped some sort of connection. I mean, I'm sure it's Twitter files related. Is it, you know, the FBI links? Does it have to do with Fauci? I don't know. Certainly he's found something and it, it's it's interesting, but we've got a Twitter employee who was giving data to foreign governments, sentenced to three years in prison. Finally, some justice, now we'll never get, we'll never know what data they, they stole and gave about United States citizens to the Saudi government, you know, somebody we just work with all the time. Uh, but this is an interesting story. Former Twitter employee sentenced to giving user data to foreign governments. There's an argument gaining momentum on the right, even among some liberals, that TikTok, for example, poses a unique threat to national security and should be banned because this parent company, ByteDance, is owned by a Chinese organization. Anti-TikTok advocates claim its ownership arrangement means Americans' data could be turned over to the Chinese government that US officials frequently encourage us to be skeptical of. If you don't think that's what TikTok's doing, I mean, I've got some swamp land to sell you in Florida, bud. They're already doing it. But there's also ample reason to distrust the right-wingers wielding influence at Facebook and Twitter and to our to, and to believe our data is unsafe in their hands as well. Hey, I agree. I know that this article is like dripping with uh, leftist elitism, but I agree. They think that anybody who's like mildly c- like considered to be conservative or have right right right-wing opinions about anything they think that they're all this monolith of of like the most obscure absurd points like obviously i don't like tiktok and i wouldn't care if the app got banned forever but i also agree that our data is not safe even at twitter okay too many weirdos have access to my data at twitter and yes i'm a big elon musk fanboy and there you go on wednesday There is a former uh, Twitter employee was sentenced for colluding with the Saudi royal family. Put a finer point on a very real security issues that are all of popular social networks, not just TikTok. Well, yeah, okay, you can simp for TikTok all you want. I'm more concerned with what what data of mine was sold to the Saudis. And then, of course, they're probably just a middleman, right? Former Twitter employee sentenced to more than three years in prison. For spying for saudi arabia a former twitter employee found guilty of spying on users on behalf of the saudi royal family has been sentenced to three and a half years in prison ahmad i don't care a dual u.s lebanese citizen who helped oversee media partnerships for twitter in the middle east and north africa was part of a scheme to acquire personal information of users including their phone numbers birthdays and birthdays for the saudi government and again, like, why are we buying our oil from them? Why are we, wh- why are the Saudi government brokering peace deals for us? Exactly. He was sentenced Wednesday in the U S district court, uh, in Northern district of California, the justice department said it believes that another former Twitter employee accused of accessing user accounts and a man helping accused of helping the Saudi government with the scheme have fled to Saudi Arabia to evade American authorities. The Saudi government severely penalizes anti-government expression on social media sites like Twitter. In April, courts sentenced Salama al-Shihab, a Saudi citizen and 34-year-old mother of two, to 34 years in prison for tweets protesting the government. Yeah, let's keep doing business with these people, right? So I wonder if, you know, this is something, you know, were were they spying on their own citizens here in America? So yeah, I mean, were they like what? What if they? What what if the data that this dude was sending back to Saudi Arabia was used to like let's say you had family back there and you had family in America that were you know disparaging the Saudi government and that data was used I don't know to put them in prison or worse We've seen how they treat reporters According to testimony from the FBI agent presented to Northern District of California, a Saudi government agent began courting that whatever ab ab. I don't care you're in jail in 2014 by buying him gifts and depositing money in his cousin's bank account he then began secretly accessing accounts of users who were oh i knew it okay so yeah boom accessing accounts of users who were critical of the saudi government and sharing their email addresses and phone numbers with the government agent so we have somebody inside of twitter that was working for other governments to oppress their citizens in ways that I'm sure are much more brutal than a shadow ban. The Saudi consul did not respond to requests for comment. Shocking. Even after he left Twitter in May of 2015, he helped the Saudi government by contacting former co-workers and encouraging them to verify particular Saudi accounts or remove posts that the Saudi agent highlighted as violating the site's terms of service. The FBI agent said in the testimony he received hundreds of thousands of dollars And use some of that money to put a down payment in a home in Seattle. The indictment highlights the threat that Twitter faces from foreign spies who see value in the information. Suddenly, suddenly, we cared about your data because Elon Musk bought it. Suddenly, suddenly the media cares about our data again. Where were you when the endless data leaks have been happening at Facebook and Instagram and all these other sites you'd write one article about it and that's it and you'd move on with your you move on with your life now suddenly you're worried about our data msnbc's simping for tiktok while he was the first person found guilty and sentenced for spying on twitter uh on behalf of a foreign government a former head of cybersecurity at the company has testified that the company has previously been infiltrated by spies from at least two other countries uh, peter zacko Twitter's former head of security filed a lengthy whistleblower complaint about the company submitted to the Securities and Exchange Commission and the FTC in July. In it, he said the governments of India, Nigeria, and Russia had each tried to get Twitter to hire hand-picked people as full-time employees who could potentially spy on users. Later, he testified at the Senate in September, Zako said that he had uh, before he came to the company, the FBI warned staffers that Chinese intelligence likely also infiltrated Twitter because of course they did. Of course. Of course they did. I mean, it's, it's just so like. It's so disgustingly transparent, though, that they only care now because of, you know, Elon Musk. He'd become accepting bribes from the Saudis as early as 2014. So this dude was at Twitter for several years. He got a $42,000 watch. Dang. I saw, I'm not like a watch guy, but I guess like I saw a short where like Joe Rogan was giving, um, Lex Friedman, uh, a moon phase watch. And I was like, Oh, that looks cool. And I like looked it up. He's like, that's an Omega. I'm like, I don't know what that means. I don't know. I was like, 10,000. I was like, this is awesome. I, I want one. And I was like, Oh, it's like $10,000. Nope. <laughs> and Um, I don't know what a $40,000 watch would even look like. By the way, who would take that as a bribe? Give me the cash. Anyway, $200,000 in cash in exchange for Twitter users' information. The DOJ said one of the $100,000 payments was sent after he left Twitter in 2015. Although he still likely asked the official uh, if he wanted Twitter information anyway, suggesting he had still had a way of getting it. So there are other people inside of Twitter. They may still be there that are willing to oppressed citizens dude and also what kind of scum does that like he knew what that data was being used for right he knew that he was sending that government that data back to the saudis and they were going to do bad things to that person interesting you know that that's that's that tells you a little bit more about where that person's heads at i hope you enjoyed this video i hope there are more Twitter, user, Twitter employees sent to prison soon. That would be awesome, former Twitter employees. If you enjoyed the video, leave a like on it, make sure you subscribe on the using the button below, and we'll talk to you again real
0: soon. And next up, Elon Musk destroys the FBI in new Twitter files, and they just responded.
1: Absolute bombshells yesterday in Elon Musk and his reporter team, who he appears to not be on great terms with anymore, Uh, revealed to us essentially a hand-in-glove kind of relationship between Twitter and the FBI. Perhaps the most shocking part about it to me was the immense size of the FBI team, something like 80 staffers at that time, whose job it seemed to be, based on what was being reported, uh, was literally watching everybody. The accounts in this list that were actioned by the FBI or told, you know, for Twitter to action, were like three follower Andys. They weren't massive accounts. They weren't Donald Trump. I mean, there were a few in there, but there was just like Jim the Mechanics making a joke about, you know, the election. And the FBI is watching this dude who had one like on his tweet, and they're sending it to Twitter and saying, you probably should do something about this. And then, of course, Twitter did do something about it. After these things were revealed yesterday, the FBI responded. Now, Elon Musk continues the FBI as, or targets the FBI as Twitter File Saga continues. I don't know if I would say he's targeting the FBI. I don't think that that's a fair representation. I mean, it's. They're doing it, not me. You know, like they're. They're the ones doing it. The FBI was criticized after the latest Twitter files reported, A uh, f- report featured, uh, emails from the Bureau regarding jokes, essentially. Twitter CEO Elon Musk has led the release of a stockpile of internal Twitter employees' emails and from other forms of company communication in an effort to be more transparent about the platform's past decision and moderating content that goes against its policies. In part six of the internal review, company review, posted by journalist Matt Taibbi, past company emails reveal occasions in which federal law enforcement alerted Twitter employees of accounts in it believed in violation of the platform's rules of disseminating false information. Allegedly, right? They don't know. It was insane to watch. I mean, the, the number of people that that, like were caught up in this and they're just regular everyday people, you know, by the way, I'd like to make a point here. I think it's pretty curious that they had 80 people or something like that, whatever the number was revealed, um, worrying about people making jokes, like simple jokes, like, "Ah, uh, Make sure to tell the Republicans to make sure they go out and vote on Wednesday. Even though the vote was Tuesday, it was like a boomer dad joke. And several people got suspended or actioned on Twitter. First of all, which would have been ridiculous. But second of all, you had federal agents sitting in a room scanning tweets that had like a single like and sending them to Twitter and saying, boy, it sure would be a shame if something happened to Twitter if you didn't act on this, essentially, in my opinion. One example is an email sent by the FBI's National Election Command post on November 5th, which included 25 separate accounts. The department said, quote, may warrant additional action due to the accounts being utilized to spread misinformation regarding various elections. You see in this eight, eight email on the 18th, or er, I'm sorry, 18, 18, part 18, in an internal email from November 5th, 2022. So again, this is like two, a month ago, right? The FBI's national election command post, which compiles logs and sends, uh, uh, compiles and sends on complaints, sent the San Francisco field office a long list of accounts that quote, may warrant an additional action and didn't actually even provide, you know, what they said that may have been actioned or need to be actioned. Three days later, a Twitter employee responded with a list of accounts that were either permanently or temporarily suspended for policy violations, spam behaviors, and excessive strikes. Other accounts had also had tweets bounced, deleted for civic misinformation, policy violations, screenshots of other emails shows similar interactions between federal law enforcement and Twitter in 2020 and 2021. TUB also reported that officials from the Department of Homeland Security and state government officials also were utilizing the same form of First Amendment violation. That's what you really need to take away from this. First of all, thank you for all the new viewers on the Twitter files. Um, I'm really glad that you're here. Obviously, I cover a lot of things. This has been very popular lately. Uh, if you're new, please do click that red subscribe button down below. It helps immensely, and it helps you actually find the videos when they come out because Twitter doesn't exactly promote channels like mine. So I really, really appreciate that. This is the fe- federal agencies, directly or indirectly, infringing on Americans' First Amendment rights. In some cases, there were subsidiary organizations like at universities that were like... uh you know, they were like contractors for the DHS and things like this, that they were supposed to be, um, you know, policing misinformation. But what it seemed like in my opinion, what they were doing is like going after everyday citizens from what I saw getting reported. It wasn't like Republicans and de- or like, I'm um, sorry, senators, Congress people, wasn't any of them. It was just everyday people that the FBI were monitoring. Again, accounts with zero followers, ten followers, being removed. Obvious satire and jokes. The FBI says that's got to go. And you can see now people are a lot of people who were like blackpilled on this, saying like, "Oh, nothing's going to happen. This is this is a big one. Something is going to happen with this." You can see shortly after Taibbi's report, Florida Representative Matt Gates tweeted that the FBI has a lot to answer for and promised further questioning from himself and fellow GOP members of Congress. This is another embarrassment for Democrats. Maybe there have been Democrats that have spoke out. So let me know in the comments section down below if I, you know, if there have been, but like, why do they always have to be like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates? Why are these the only people who are like, Hey, maybe we should, you know, talk about Americans first members, Ted Cruz does too like why where are the democrats on this this seems like a universal truth it's in the constitution for crying out loud now maybe there are some but i mean it's always the regular suspects you know georgia representative mtg also thanked musk for the report on friday and tweeted that republicans will take this very seriously others criticize the fbi for monitoring twitter rather than preventing other crimes such as stopping mass events Uh, When suspects post plans on social media, we know that what happened down in Texas, they had shared private, you know, they had messages and stuff like that. And by the way, think about this. This was happening while um, pictures of little ones were running rampant on Twitter. Right. FBI didn't have a problem with that, did they? FBI wasn't actioning those posts for Twitter to remove and ban, were they? It was literally people making, oh, yuck, oh, yuck, tell Republicans to go to the polls the day after the polls close. Oh, yuck, oh, yuck. It's so funny. The FBI is actioning those people. It's absolutely insane that there are that everybody, Republican, Democrat, Independent, isn't it, is it calling for, I mean, massive, a lot of people say full-on dismantling. At this point, I feel like, I know I have people that work in the FBI that watch my videos, Uh, you know, like as viewers and fans, not like they're monitoring, although maybe. I want to believe that the FBI does, still does good things to protect Americans. But I think at this point, it's like, they're going to have to prove it. You know, like it's actually, it's actually insane the type of people that were getting banned for doing nothing. And there was basically like this buddy-buddy relationship between Yole on the run Roth and Elvis Chan, who was an FBI field officer in San Francisco. Hey, buddy, want to suppress some Americans' First Amendment rights? Sure, buddy. You want to go out later for Mai Tais with umbrellas and post pictures to Instagram about of food? Yeah, that sounds neat. Now, I don't know if they actually ever said that. It sounds like they might have said that. So finally, the FBI responds now shows their utter contempt for the american people and first amendment the latest release on twitter on their private communications reveals that the fbi communicated regularly with a social media giant to regulate censor and blacklist conservative voices on in, in america the fbi agents communicated regularly with twitter brass and requested accounts to be taken down and removed from the public forum the gateway pundit for example was removed in february 2021 the FBI frequently recommends that content moderators look into specific tweets and take action if they violate misinformation policies. Many of these tweets were from users with very low follower counts who had engaged in satire or humor. So we know the FBI released a statement now on Friday, quote, the FBI regularly engages with private sector entities to provide information specific to identified foreign malign influence af- actors. Is that? none of those were in the files subversive undeclared covert or criminal activities private sector entities independently make decisions about that yeah sure the fbi's emailing you and saying it's like it's like a hey that's a sweet sweet business you built there sure would be a shame if something happened to it independent of the decision if they make any they take on their platforms for their customers after the fbi notified them it was another arrogant statement that showed their utter contempt for the American public. How many of the thousands of conservatives' accounts that were taken now were promoting subversive, covert, or criminal activities? What utter BS? On Friday night, Attorney Jonathan Turley weighed in with the, on the smug response from the FBI, saying, People still largely agree. I hope that while the First Amendment applies to the government, it also applies to agents of the government. So if the FBI uses a proxy, uses an agent like Twitter, it's still censorship. It's still a violation of the First Amendment. I 100%
0: agree. This story is about to get extremely spicy over the holidays. And next up, Henry Cavill blasted in unhinged rant by leftist The Witcher employee. She blamed it on gaming. Well, 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 well.
1: Some interesting new leaks about What really led to Henry Cavill leaving the set of The Witcher? And to me, I think it can be interpreted as obviously whoever wrote it uh, seems like maybe they're kind of fragile, but it also seems like Henry's passion for the project, for the source material may have essentially escalated to the point where working together was like not an option anymore. And so some people will say, you know, that this proves that it was all about the source material. And maybe that's true. Some people will say, probably none of my viewers, uh, that Henry's toxic. and You know, I, I, I do, like, it. it's weird to me that he, you know, he, he left The Witcher and, and lost Superman in like a month's period of time. But they were basically for different reasons. And I've seen absolutely nothing around like a Me Too or nothing. Even my like inside sources. Nobody said anything like that. Um, And the fact that he moved immediately to another passion project, another like Warhammer thing, this time with like producer credits and more power, I think lends more credence to my theory that maybe he wanted more control some say deserved it especially in the terms in case of of the witcher and maybe working at netflix was just not going to let that happen like he wanted things to go a certain way he loved the source material he wanted to stay you know sort you know close to that and maybe netflix was just like we're not doing that and that and maybe that's why he left and maybe it led to like some hurt feelings and some kind of explosions on set maybe things like that now here is a transcript that's floating all over the internet from a podcast. Uh, and it's some sort of leak quote. I recently got this message and somebody was like, do you want to know what really went down? I was like, sure. So let me just read it. It says at the beginning of the show, Henry was good to work with a lot of usual demands, unusual demands. that made people feel like he wasn't really a team player again. Eh, sounds like maybe you did not like them. You know, they don't go into any kind of specifics about that. But that's not unusual for a big star Uh, through though in TV it it truly unusually it truly usually doesn't happen until the second season but in season two and three something shifted and he really became quote impossible for women to work with which was always a big problem now I will say this I have heard this before And i suspect i know where this leak came from that's what that's what i can say a lot of people i mentioned on twitter like i've been kind of i've been hearing kind of this narrative for a little while and people like why didn't you say something right away well it's a fine balance right you can't just burn your source the second somebody comes and like it you know what i mean like you can't just do that it's like i'd never get anyone to talk to me from anything. And look, over all these years, I hardly ever get anyone. You know how many times I like begged people who worked at Twitter to email me? Never got one. Blizzard, I got a bunch. But like, there's not like there's a lot of people in Hollywood that probably watch the quartering videos and are eager to give me a scoop. You know? So when you get one, you got to treat it with kids' gloves a little bit. So I had heard that this was a narrative. But then again, to me, it's like, oh, these people just soft? Is Henry just, you know, bulldozing a little bit? They never could really say, here's a specific thing that Henry did that was, like, anti-woman or, ma-, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of thing. So I never put much credence in it, which is why, you know, why I report on that. But now that it's out, I, I will say, like, I think I know where this came from. Um, you know, season two's, um... But worse here, because the showrunner is a woman. Wait, okay, but even worse because the showrunner is a woman. Many will, of you will remember my back and forth frenemy relationship with Lauren Hisrich. Um, that's who run, is a showrunner. He would try to overrule her and try to get changes made last minute across the board without her knowledge. Which, if you know anything about showrunning, is completely effed. The showrunner has to sign off on every minuscule detail down to the buttons on a costume, female writers and directors were suddenly completely ignored on set unable to do their jobs every department head was complaining he started making comments it wasn't a a like a bedroom thing he wasn't grabbing anyone okay so they are confirming okay so that could that's what i'm saying i never heard anything like you know anything lewd or anything like that but it was being disrespectful and toxic all the same okay so i i don't know is this an attempt to smear Henry Cavill? It sure feels like it. You you can't, like, this, there's only one kind of person that refers to behavior as toxic very often. You know, sometimes it's warranted. Like, I have seen toxic relationships, but I don't, in the sense that they're using it here, they're using it like in the left-wing SJW sense. So what, what they're saying is, and what, what I could say based on uh, what I know, this is like th- a different spin on it. But what I can confirm is, uh, yeah, things were super tense on set. Uh, it became a problem, um, and that's what I took away from it. I never really let anyone like editorialize, um, that because I didn't, I wasn't there, and I didn't want to let somebody say like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to take somebody's word for it, but it seemed pretty clear that it was pretty rough on set and then the split it all—it was obvious once the split happened. What I'm thinking is possible and what many of you have told me you believe is the case on on Twitter is that his passion, his love for the project made him want more control, made him want him to do things a certain way and he didn't have that power at Netflix. It's like he wanted to be the director or producer, I don't know how those titles, you know what I'm saying, it's like he wanted to be more than just. The, I don't know that, but it seems like he wanted to really make sure it was done a certain way. Because he didn't have that power, he was probably frustrated all the time, which I completely understand. And uh, it it devolved from there. I'm, you know, here's what I take from this: like, you know, oh, female writers, blah blah blah. Sounds like a woman wrote this, um, and I wasn't there, so I can't say. Oh, he definitely. There's really been nothing at least public around Henry being difficult to work with, and there's nothing public about him having an issue with women. And if you know Hollywood, it's not like it's not like anybody would protect a straight white man, right? If he had done anything over the line, we'd all know about it. Heck, he had that throwaway line about, you know, uh something about women want to be pursued or you can't really pursue women anymore. And I think what he said was based and correct, but then they tried to, they immediately tried to cancel him. So what I'm saying is if he had actually been inappropriate in any case, we'd all know about it. He wouldn't even be working in Hollywood. He's one of the last like straight white masculine men getting work in big roles. And when you say he started making comments, I would have liked to see some examples here when you don't give any examples. I don't really know what to say. He's deeply addicted to video games. So there were a point where it was like working with another addict with any other addict, he was distracted. He was late. He was obsessive. Sounds awesome. (laughs) I don't don't know. (coughs) I've never heard. He was addicted to video games. Oftentimes people who don't play video games think if you spend like six hours playing a game, you're addicted to it. But then they'll, watch, they'll binge watch a 13 episode show on Netflix and say that's totally normal. Whatever people are into, different strokes for different folks kind of thing, you know? Um, he was obsessed. And a lot of people think that the misogyny came from the gamer world.
3: Ugh.
1: And this is where things start to fall apart. When I said on Twitter that there were aspects of what this said that were true, I meant it. And that was the part where it was, he wanted, from what I understand, is he wanted things a certain way, you know, whether it was Netflix or people that didn't agree with him. He tried to assert his dominance, uh, which, you know, it's Henry Cavill. He's not exactly a nobody. Uh, and it you know it created things that were messy, and so they parted ways. That's the story that I had heard. Um, and it was like that's not really news. I figured that was the case. You know, uh, I think it's important that even this person who maybe clearly be a left wing nut job, uh, even says, look, he didn't put his, he didn't, it wasn't anything weird or lewd or you know, he was just like obsessed with this project being a certain way, and I think most people are like. Cool, based. I don't know if this necessarily slams him the way they think it does. Not with his fans. But it does feel like he's getting a little bit of, you know, the Gina Carano treatment kind of thing. Do I think it's related to Superman? No, I don't. I think James just wants to do everything from scratch. And then it gets and it goes off the rails. And, and a lot of people want to think... I think the misogyny came from the game world. Video game bro language is not how you talk to coworkers. And he wouldn't stop. Someone on the show compared it to watching, getting getting brainwashed by the Q. Okay, so it's extreme. Nobody talks about QAnon anymore, okay? Except like a far-left lunatic. Like his whole personality shifted. Even his disrespect escalated. Again, no examples. He would rewrite scenes without even alerting the other actors in the scenes until it was time to film he decided that he didn't want any romantic scenes at all nice no kissing no shirtless scenes etc okay again so i i don't i don't know i mean i to me this seems a lot like he just he wanted things to go a certain way and and they didn't you know what what went from like a you know I think I can confirm a lot of the stuff in this first paragraph where like he wanted things to be a certain way and someone didn't want it that way. Most people think well he wanted it to be closer to the books. I I mean, I can't know that, but you know, certainly Henry could email me. I don't think he's doing that. He's still doing press for The Witcher. He's still, you know, I don't think it was like this. I think he I think he quit and it was professional. That's what I think. Um, I think that eventually he wanted, you know, more out of the show. He wanted it to be more of a certain way. Maybe he wanted less screen time or he wanted more screen time for Geralt, which I think a lot of us felt like, yeah, it'd be nice to see more of the Witcher. Um, we have this whole new season that we haven't even seen yet come out. So I don't know what that ne- that season three looks like yet. But he goes on, yeah, no kissing, no shit, sorry. He wanted complete control of storylines. Okay. I, th- that seems true to me, right? Like they're saying it as a negative thing, but I'm saying that's probably true. Especially based on what I heard. Now, I think, given his in depth knowledge of the books, you know, I don't know if it would have been that big of a risk. But it says, but really had no idea of limitations of TV structure, budget, et cetera. He formed a weird alliance with one writer. Who was also a gamer. Why is that weird then? People who like playing video games are friends. Who eventually got fired for multiple HR complaints were made. I heard he was fired for bullying. Something like that. That's what I heard. I don't know if that's out there in the ether or not. But that's what I heard. So again. That's a very Netflix thing to get fired for. And after that, writer left. Henry did nothing or did anything he could to hold up production and cause problems. Eventually, Top Brass and Netflix were tired of him, costing them money with delays in HR investigations. And the showrunner was asked to construct a potential exit for him. Netflix reached out to him personally, and he was given one final warning and violated that warning with an email he sent to the entire writing staff right after the meeting. That was it. Well, you know, maybe. Maybe show me the email. You know, and I think that there's a lot of people in here like... You see here, literally every single thing we've seen from Henry Cavill through his entire career makes this sound like an insanely unbelievable fanfic. Upsetting if true, of course. But I find it incredibly hard to believe the whole video game bro language thing. Yeah, what I think is when you look into this, it's it's that he didn't like the way the show was going, which is what we already suspected. And Netflix and the the system that was in place did not allow him to take the control that he wanted, so he bailed. Some of these things, like I said, like the arguing on set and wanting things a certain way, I've heard these things from people who worked with him. But again, th- based, I-, I don't know. Like a lot of people are not upset by that. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, he wanted the show to be awesome as close to the script. You know what I mean? Like, that's not really a, something that offends me. This other stuff, talking about Q and video game bro language, that does not land with me. So it sounds like it's really unfortunate too, because I was, you know, I love Gar, Geral- I love him as Geralt, and I also love him as Superman. Um, and now we get neither. It sucks. But now we'll see what he does with Warhammer where he actually has some more control.
0: I think he's going to do great. And next up today, Elon Musk roasts entitled journalists with Twitter bans and tricks them into discrediting themselves.
1: It's been interesting to see Elon kind of dunking on ruthlessly reporters, um, bringing them down to the every man class, every man or every woman class. Has been an extremely interesting and fulfilling thing to watch. He's masterfully exposed their enormous hypocrisy in terms of their actual demands for free speech. Because, well, he clearly doesn't like journalists in general, and most of us don't. At least journalists, T.M. They've been replaced by neckbeards and and um, uh, I don't. What's a neckbeard woman? I'm not sure. Mop top. Mop top neck. Mop tops. I don't know. Uh, but this has been interesting the meltdowns, the absolute meltdowns of like Keith Ulberman, even Barry Weiss, uh, bet- betrayed Elon Musk, this by Libby Emmons. Elon Musk unfollows Barry Weiss after her virtue signaling Twitter tirade. We talked a little bit about this on yesterday's live stream, but it's part of a bigger picture. You see, uh, by the way, shout out to Libby. Uh, she's great. Uh, on Friday, Twitter CEO Elon Musk unfollowed Barry Weiss. After she said that he should reinstate the journalists that had doxxed his real-time location on the social media service. An act, he said, was basically posting uh, terminate him coordinates. Weiss also said Twitter, under his leadership, was a regime that was governed by its own whims and biases. I don't actually disagree with that. I think the whole thing between Barry and Elon here is they're both right. Uh, and Elon does not strike me as a guy that that keeps people around that kind of defy him very often. I could be wrong about that, but certainly in the way that he's interacting with people on Twitter um, and kind of like his, you know, quick turn here he seems to suggest that might be true, and that's probably not uncommon for people worth a bazillion dollars. Musk told Weiss, rather than rigorously pursue your truth, pursue truth, you are virtue signaling to show that you are good in the eyes of the media elite to keep one foot in both worlds. And again, he's right. They were both right. Marie Oaks wrote, Elon Musk unfollowed Barry Weiss. On Wednesday, Musk announced that he would suspend any accounts that dox a real person's real-time location following an incident where his son was followed by some sort of weirdo He subsequently suspended several journalists and users such as Jack Sweeney who were providing Musk's private location to the public, such as by publishing the coordinates of his private jet. Weiss posted Friday that the old regime of Twitter was governed by its own whims and biases, and it sure looks like the new regime has also, and I oppose it in both cases. She absolutely is virtue signaling here. And many of you told me to be wary of Barry Weiss, and it looks like you were right. I hadn't really, I wasn't very familiar with her, but after going back and looking at her interview on Rogan, it seems like people were right to be suspicious. Now that does not discredit her reporting in this case, but she certainly did seem to try and do exactly as she was uh, suggesting, what Elon was suggesting. Elon took it personally and said, what should the consequences be of doxing someone's real time exact location? Assume your child is at that location as mine was. Elon says, Barry, this is a real question not rhetorical, what is your opinion? She finally asked, if someone messed with my baby or my family, I'm sure I'd change the rules to ban the JET account too. But last month, you said you were leaving it up to show your commitment to free speech. So doesn't it make sense that people would be confused? Yes, I think she's right. I think it's a fair criticism that Elon has said, you know, I'm gonna leave it up. Uh, Or then he went to the, oh, it's gonna be a 24 hour delay But I think everybody understands why he reacted in the way that he did. Given the mixed messaging, I would have given more notice on the new rule before punishing anyone for violation. And if they violated it again, totally fair game to take action against those accounts. But I think people object to the lack of a clear process and communication. I don't envy any of these decisions, but the problem with old Twitter was that the rules were vague, unevenly applied and often backfilled to suit political prejudices. Of management new twitter has an opportunity to be different open transparent and above partisan fray he she's not wrong i don't think this was a partisan thing though this was like his the man's family you know but it seemed like there was an awful lot of pressure on elon musk to unsuspend these um journals but what i think is really interesting what's been really interesting about elon is he's absolutely revealed in a calculated manner that the modern blue check legacy, blue check journalists are liars. We saw this with, and I still get people in my mentions who are arguing with me about, well, Elon Musk's private jet information was public knowledge. No, it isn't. Yes, tail numbers are public. And yes, you can track commercial flights or even private flights that have, you know, that by their tail numbers. However, Elon Musk pays for this privacy st- stuff through the FAA, which means it is not. The only way to actually find its location is to circumvent that. You are providing uh, information about his location that is not public information. Elon tweets yesterday and pins, so inspiring to see the newfound love of freedom of speech by the press. You know, it's obviously a mention or a call out to, you know, how if the media, the narrative, the MPC software update from the last time around was for the last, I don't know, 10 years has been like, my Twitter's a private company it can do as it wishes. Now, suddenly, clown shoes, people like Keith Olbermann, um, Ben Collins, and all these like journalists that just, just hate the man. And then they try to pretend like they're objective, uh, are suddenly clamoring for freedom of speech. When, so this is why I'll say, I don't care. If these journalists stayed banned forever, I don't care. And I just admit that to you, my viewer, as, a, as like, I am human, I am weak. You know, I think that Elon's emotions get the best of him sometimes this whole like I agree that there should he should roll out the rule and that he should uh, give people like a little bit of time to adjust to it, then have actual clear penalties. Because as somebody who's been shadow banned and continues to be shadow banned on Twitter, I wish this were true for many of my peers that were banned over the over the period of time. That is the rational me talking. But these are journalists. They think they're better than you. They in fact they know they're better than you. It isn't like this thing that they're not totally sure about. They know they're better than you. And so I think that, you know, Elon, you see like he's roasting the old verified people too. Like this is a legacy ver- verified account. It may not be notable. This account might not be notable. Never was. I think what Elon is masterfully doing is eroding this old culture of like, Is would you call it a caste system? Is that... Is that that not right? That doesn't seem maybe a hierarchy where people with blue checks were seen, presented as better than you, better than everybody else, and more reliable and truthful and trustworthy. What we found over the years is that's just not true. People were buying certificate blue check marks for as much as $25,000. The way in which accounts were awarded blue check marks was politically biased. Yesterday says the people have spoken accounts who dox my location will have their suspensions lifted. And I voted in this and I said he should unban them. Like, I think that that's true. Now, seven day, a seven day suspension wouldn't have been a big deal. By the way, 3.6 million votes. I voted that they should be unsuspended. However, I'll say this, if they do it again, I don't care if they get All right? He's been very clear about this. If you could say anything, the rule about doxing his real-time plane location, posting that, he's very clear about it. And a lot of people wanted to stand on that hill because they knew it made him feel unsafe, and it's actually disgusting. You know, the man's family, his child was put at risk because of potentially, at least in part, this issue. Now he has restored these accounts, but Elon Musk lifts the Twitter suspension of journalists following poll results, calling for the return. Announced that he had lifted the suspensions of journalists who allegedly violated the platform's doxing policy, following the results of the poll he conducted among Twitter users. The people have spoken. Accounts who dox my location will have the suspension lifted now. I mean, he is a man of his word in terms of the, in terms of the surveys. I think that going forward, if he—I like how CNN refers to them as prominent journalists. They aren't prominent. Nobody likes them. What, what? The genius of what Elon's doing right now with Twitter is that he is—he has lifted the veil on these on this like second-class citizen thing. Everyone feels empowered. It's the era of the citizen journalist. You, the viewer. Me, the you know the creator. We're on the same level. We're both competing for the truth, yearning for the truth to share it. I think that that is a great new era in Twitter. And it's always great to dunk on Keith Olbermann, who continues to use his dog's Twitter account because his main Twitter account got suspended. Absolutely pathetic.
0: And next up, Elon Musk bans the worst human on Twitter, Taylor Lorenz. She immediately ban evades and gets busted.
1: Oh, no. Oh, on her 93rd birthday, too. Oh, Internet Hall Monitor and most hated human alive Taylor Lorenz has been suspended from Twitter, at least briefly. It was originally announced as a permanent suspension, but due to some pushback, I would think, uh, Elon Musk essentially admitted that it was for past doxing. It was funny watching her cope, and I'm going to share some of her high, the highlight copes because it is just so obvious that her entire personality is her Twitter profile. And when she was banned from Twitter, she was like practically crying, uploading TikToks and having total meltdowns. And uh, let's just get right into it. So on her 93rd birthday, Taylor Lorenz, gets banned. Now to call her a journalist, I think would be extraordinarily, uh, generous. She's an internet hall monitor. She is one of the most hated women on the internet. And, and, and you know, she's got one of the in, in most interesting, dark, you know, <clears throat> elitist past too out there. Cause I mean, people think she's like came from nothing. She's some sort of, you know, beat reporter. No, no. She grew up super wealthy, went to private high school or private school in Switzerland or something like that. She has lived a life of luxury, and she turned that opportunity into being the world's biggest, most annoying internet hall monitor, who seemingly inc- exclusively reports on other women who are far younger and more beautiful—at least in my opinion—than her, uh, trying to get people banned from the internet. We all know how she doxxed libs of TikTok famously, and here's some videos of Taylor Lorenz totally not caring about being suspended. Here's watch Taylor Lorenz almost in tears as she discusses her bans. It's incredible watching these quote journalists in absolute shock at finally being held to the same standard as everyone else. They're so used to living by a different set of rules. Hey
4: guys, the rumors are true. I have been permanently suspended by Twitter. I was given zero reason, only had three tweets on my
1: account. So I don't think I can play this because they're stupid like.
4: Didn't violate any terms that I was aware of so. That's the story right now. But follow me on Instagram, uh, TikTok.
1: (laughs) She's like trying to cope so hard. There's maybe a little better one. Uh, Elon's probably watching this. By the way, she's live on a burner.
4: All my tweets. I actually have an auto-deleter that's supposed to delete like every two weeks, but it was like on the fritz. And I.
1: By the way, she's at a party, totally not caring about being suspended on Twitter. Doing nonstop Twitter lives. I
4: think it was just like mass deleting myself or Elon was deleting my stuff. I don't know. All I know is I could still see my tweets, but other people were saying that they couldn't see my tweets anymore. I could still see all my tweets though. Oh, totally. <laughs> anyway.
1: Anyway. Where- How come she doesn't have her mask on? I can clearly hear a bunch of other people there.
4: Where was I? Um, yeah. And so I just was like, okay, the only thing I'm going to tweet, the only thing I'm going to tweet is asking Elon for comment which I did. And that's when he banned me.
1: That's absolutely incorrect. So she thinks and the entire mainstream lame stream media has been pushing this narrative that all she did was ask Elon for comment on something and that's why he banned her. 100% not true. Elon himself stated that it was a temporary ban over uh a temporary ban over previous doxing.
4: Because I asked him for comment as a journalist. Is that crazy?
1: She's not a journalist.
4: Elon's probably watching this live on a burner. Yeah. Well, Elon, what's up? You're crazy. You. He's so crazy and so messy. It's so embarrassing to be a billionaire and be on the internet. Like that is so fucking embarrassing.
1: What? Bro, are you serious? Your family's close to, they're worth many, many millions of dollars. It's so embarrassing being a billionaire and being on the internet. Why? Why? You could tell she definitely wants to, she wants to smash. There's just no, there's just no, I mean, this level of obsession, like she's trying to get at him because, I I mean, it's, it's cringe.
4: You literally, you have so much money, you could hire your favorite band to like play for you every night or like go like literally have a private chef cook whatever you want.
1: You don't think he does? You don't think he doesn't do that?
4: You know you have a million fake friends that would come over for a party every night Um, and then you are sitting on Twitter?
1: So this is what Taylor Lorenz says she would do if she had a bunch of money. She wouldn't do anything to improve the planet. She wouldn't do anything to continue to add to society, like developing things like Starlink, Neuralink, things like that. She would just totally have a private chef and have parties every night.
4: That's crazy. I still can't get over that. That's like there's that great tweet, which now I can't find because I'm not on there. Well, I have I have like alt accounts, but
1: Oh, you do? Of course she does. She was This is what what was such an incredible self-own. Is that last night, within minutes of being banned, right? For somebody that totally doesn't need Twitter.
3: Oh, it did get nuked.
1: (laughs) She was on an alt account, uploading videos to promote her other stuff. It must, and it's gone. Oh, it did get banned. (laughs) I needed this. I also needed a full night's sleep last night, which I got. I slept from like, whew, man, 2 a.m. to like 10. Feel great, feel energetic. I love that Elon's like puppet. Elon's like sitting at the World Cup right now, literally, and uh, screwing with journalists. It's so, yeah, it's everyone, yeah, dang, that was fast. So he was on it. He was on it immediately. Now the reason she was banned was for previous doxing. And of course I think that's of libs of TikTok. Let me just, you know, all memes aside, can I can I share like all this is fun to me, and I couldn't care less if Taylor Lorenz uh, got banned permanently from Twitter. Because I think that people like her, mainstream media, hall monitors and and and, and these people. Are terrorizing regular citizens, everyday people. I think that they are a net negative on society. They add nothing to it by being online. I don't care. If Taylor Lorenz and all these other lunatic, self important journalists were banned forever, Twitter would be immediately a better place. That's my emotional reaction to it, okay? I'm not going to stand and fight and moralize about bringing Taylor runs back. By the way, I knew he would bring her back, right? It was only temporary. She's already back. But I think that people like her are genuinely dangerous for society. Their entire job is to divide us, to spread hate and division and call it journalism, they openly lie. They live in a world where we'll never be allowed to be in. They are in a elitist society that was propagated, enforced by Twitter. If, he, if Elon instantly banned all of them, I wouldn't care one bit. That's me being honest at Christmas. Okay. I wouldn't care at all. Now. Would I tweet out about, oh, man, Ah, oh, as much as it hurts my feeling, or, you know, as much as I I want to enjoy this, you really should. Yes, of course. And they really should. Unless they break a rule, they shouldn't be banned. Okay? That's the fact. That doesn't mean I can't enjoy it. But Keller Lorenz had not recently had an infraction or a new infraction. So banning her for a previous infraction, even before he owned the platform, was petty and hilarious. <laughs> it's just, I mean, but what I think Elon's really doing here is putting journalists on notice, I think that's really important. I do think it's hilarious just how obsessed, I mean, what, have you heard a blue checkmark, a legacy blue checkmark journalist in the past 10 years talk about free speech as much as you do now? Suddenly it seems like all they care about is free speech. They care about free speech more than
0: anything. And next up today, Elon Musk enrages Twitter with a new rule, but everyone can't read, apparently. Linktree banned too.
1: There's a new rule that's being, uh, that was rolled out on Twitter today that has people absolutely freaking out, including myself at first. But then I read. Then I actually read the words. And then I read the words again. And I realized it's probably not that big of a deal. There may be some possible reasons behind it that I'm thinking uh, that I can perhaps lay out as uh, uh, possible reasons why this might be. Uh, And I think that it's tough to say. So Twitter rolled out a new rule via tweet, which is not always the best way to do it, and has been getting absolutely ratioed into oblivion tweeting out, we recognize that many of our users are active on other social media platforms. However, we will no longer allow free promotion of certain social media platforms on Twitter. Specifically, we will remove accounts. Now, again, let me read this because this is the part that everyone missed, including myself, not once, but twice. Specifically, we will remove accounts created solely for the purpose of promoting other social media platforms and content that contains links or usernames for the following platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Mastodon, True Social, Tribal, Noster, and Post. I think there's a couple of possibilities, so the the first part of that, I think everyone's fine with. You know, Walmart doesn't advertise, let, let Target buy ads inside of Walmart, you know? But it's a, so specifically, we will remove any accounts created solely for the purpose of promoting other social platforms. But this part is a little hairy and content that contains links or usernames of the following platforms. Now, I'm thinking maybe they're worried about Trump. Coming back and just using his 80 million subscriber or follower channel to promote Truth social. Maybe. Maybe. But here's what's interesting. We will, They say, we will still allow cross-posting content from any social media platform. Posting links or usernames to social media platforms not listed above are also not in violation of this policy. Jack, uh, maybe sit this one out, he's in here, why? I think that, you know, it's a shrewd business move, but still not awesome. Like, Minds points out, Noster an open source protocol is on here, but TikTok isn't. Noster is not a competitor, nor is it really a platform. It's a protocol Twitter could use. A lot of people say this is incredibly short-sighted. Tw- sh- short-sighted Twitter should strive to be a more open environment. Less, not less. Now, two days ago, Jack said, verify my account on Noster, my public key, find others. So, I think what he's obviously trying to stop, which I I don't know if this works very well. It still makes me a little uncomfortable with that second line. If we actually look at Twitter's written policy, which says December 22nd, I'm sorry, 2022, says Twitter is where the public conversation is happening and where people from all over the globe come to promote their art business and then more. We know that many of our users will be active on other social media platforms. However, going forward, Twitter will no longer allow free promotion of specific Twitter media platforms on Twitter. What's concerning is why can't I tell people I have an Instagram on Twitter? So there is some concern here. And also, how will it be enforced? Um, You know, it says prohibited platforms. We talked about that. Then it says third party social media link aggregators, such as Linktree in bio. Well, I have Linktree in my bio. So does that mean I can no longer do that? Now I'm guessing what if your Linktree doesn't have, you know, uh true social or any of these. So what if you use Linktree, but it doesn't have these features? So so it is it is murky. I even I had to pause the video actually because I do need to list this. Like I I, I think I understand what he wants to do is he doesn't want to allow all these journals to continue to be pimping Mastodon. Is also perhaps it's that he doesn't want like Don, uh, the Don Trump coming back and just simply promoting True Social to his eighty million. Followers. I, and again, he's saying free. So he's saying you're welcome to pay to promote those posts. I think that's a key word in it. <clears throat> and then also like... Simply saying follow me on Instagram. See, the other thing with this list that's weird to me... Is that why Facebook and Instagram? At least these other ones are... are, are, are And no sirs, really. Like, at least you could understand Mastodon, True Social,
3: Tribal, and Post. Okay.
1: You know, maybe it's, you could understand them, but I wouldn't, I still wouldn't agree with it. This says, but then it says accounts that are used for the main purpose of promoting content on other social platforms may, may be suspended. And again, I don't necessarily care as much about that. Additionally, any attempts to bypass restrictions on external links to the above prohibited social media platforms through the technical or non-technical means, e.g. URL cloaking, plain text obfuscation, is in violation of the policy. You can't like spell it out instead of putting the link. This says we recognize certain social media platforms provide alternative experiences to Twitter and allow users to post content to Twitter from these platforms in general, any type of cross posting to our platform is not in violation of this policy, even from prohibited sites above. Meaning if you post an Instagram photo or you post Instagram, whatever you should be okay is what I understand. Additionally, we will allow paid advertisements slash promotion for any of the prohibited social media platforms. So I think what this is, I think even though it's poorly worded, I think even though it's poorly worded, what this is really about is stopping um, like Donald Trump coming back. And, um, you know, I think um, Donald Trump coming back and promoting truth or maybe The journals like exclusively using their old accounts on Twitter to promote Mastodon. I think that is perhaps what it is. I am concerned about how this will be enforced. I suspect it will be selective and I suspect that Mastodon is happy to come be on Twitter and promote, but they're going to charge them for it. I don't love that. It's a, but you know, Hey, it's a business. Especially in this tumultuous time, at least I understand the business case for that. Um, I don't like that I can't tell my Twitter followers to follow my Instagram. By the way, follow my Instagram. It's uh, the quartering YT. I had the quartering, I lost the password forever ago. So it's the quartering YT. If you use Instagram, please follow me there. What's other? Uh, f- uh, Facebook. If you use Facebook, please follow me there. It's facebook.com slash quartering not the quartering quartering so i mean i'm not exactly sure what you know i think this is really about journalists promoting mastodon for free on their platform um promoting having people leave youtube twitter if don donald trump comes back and wants to only promote truth this may be a preemptive for that but I think the key word for most users is a single word in this. And it is that the account is used to solely promote other all tech. If I promote a follow my Instagram on Twitter, I, I'm not sure like, Hey, I'm also on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. If you link to your Instagram and you're a regular user. It seems unlikely you would get banned. I think this is for like the businesses and corporations, but we're going to have to wait and see. It is a bit of a head scratcher At upfront. The second paragraph of that, the first line about that, I don't care. Like it's fine if they want to charge all these other competitors to promote on their platform, hundred percent understand the business case for that. But if a particular user can't, you know, if you're, if they're going to enforce it on particular users, uh, who just want to link their Instagram, that that's stupid. So, you know, I, I I don't know if I'll get an answer on this, uh, you know, this tweet. If I do, I'll update you on Monday morning because it is curious. Like it says no link tree, but what if you use link tree? You know, say so Elon did reply to, to Jason DeBolt. You're free to speak, but you got to pay to advertise. Sounds reasonable to me. So you're allowed to cross post to other platforms. You just can't create or turn your account into a free advertising unit for one of the listed competing platforms. So Jason Debel says you're you're free to speak, but you got to pay to advertise. So it sounds to me like, it sounds to me like this is going to be fine. It sounds to me that for an everyday user, this is going to be fine. Um. And that's what I suspect. I suspect it will be fine. Um, but it is weird, it is weird wording. Um, but it's a, sh- a shrewd business move. And uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see how it all plays out.
0: And last up today, entitled Brat tracking Elon Musk jet makes a huge mistake as Twitter cracks down.
1: Elon private jet tracking saga continues as a video clip resurfaces i mean the clip is older i think twitter treated it as though it were a brand new clip but i remember seeing this clip back in february or march of the little entitled brat who uh is totally the good guy and just trying to share totally public information about elon's chat um saying that he'll leave elon alone in exchange for fifty thousand dollars or a Tesla, it sure seems like extortion to me, although I'm not a lawyer. You know, I, I, I can't, I can't um, say for sure. You'll have to take a look at this clip and decide for yourself. December 17th article via The Post Millennial, founder of Elon Jet tries to extort Elon Musk for $50,000 on CNN. Jack Sweeney, the now suspended Twitter user, who ran the account at ElonJet, which tracked Twitter CEO's Elon Musk's fight, flight locations in real time, said, Saturday on, said on Saturday what his demands would be for him to cease posting the location of travel details of Musk and his family. CNN Michael don't really care. On his morning show asked Sweeney, what is your current demands relative to Musk? What will it make for you? What will it take for you to go away? Here's his reply. Here's, here's a clip. Can drinking water Whoa. before bed? Why am I watching a weirdo ad there? That's weird. Um, y- yeah, I mean, the original clip I have here
3: 19 year old Jack Sweeney has been tracking the Tesla SpaceX. On Twitter, Sweeney's account called ElonJet uses public records to map the flights.
1: It does not, it uses public records, but his data is not public. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's so it's so weird fighting against like this gaslighting. Like it yes, there is are aspects of Elon's jet that is public information, but his jet's tracking information
3: is not public. He also tracks the planes of other moguls like Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at this kid. He looks exactly like you'd expect.
5: And I want to do some kind of software in aviation like I am right now, basically.
1: No one's going to hire this kid.
3: What was the plan when you started tracking Elon Musk's Stream?
5: You know, so I was a fan of Elon and Tesla and SpaceX and everything he's got going on, and I was just interested in where he was going. It was just a hobby to see.
1: Where- I was a fan, and so I thought I would post publicly his location at all times. You know what's interesting? Really wasn't a problem until he bought Twitter. <clears throat> that should kind of say something, right? Like, were we having this conversation about Elon's safety, um, you know, before he bought Twitter? I don't think so, right?
3: 19-year-old Jack Sweeney about Musk business-wise by knowing his physical whereabouts. Had that occurred to you?
1: Uh,
5: yeah, it has after I started it, you could see where he's going that you haven't possibly seen before all the Tesla factories, all the SpaceX places. He's going to those and see, you can see what's going on.
1: That's really not your business though, is it? Now I will say there is a way, um, you know, I looked into some what other, what some other super duper rich people do, um, and really Elon could get around this by renting private jets. by like renting different varieties of them um, at different times. Now I'm sure if I paid $65 million for something, I'd want to use it. If I spent more than $80 on shoes, I want to like wear those shoes, you know? Um, Or if I bought an expensive watch, and that's not $65 million.
3: Has he made it more difficult for you to track his flights? Uh, yeah, he got the most, the
5: highest level of blocking, but actually just in the past couple of days, it's been turned off. So, I mean, have, have they given up, I guess?
1: Blocking, huh? So it isn't public information then? It's, it's really strange. It's, so he, it, his location was blocked. And it currently is blocked, by the way.
3: Is this based on all publicly available information? If I had your level of knowledge and sophistication, would I be able to do exactly what you're doing?
5: Yeah, you'd be able to track his flight like I am on Twitter.
1: Wrong. It is not based on publicly available information. Even ABC admits it in this article that it isn't quite what you think. And of course, now everybody's tracking him now and you know it is going to lead to safety issues. Even you can see Slate writing, the information, wait, where is it talking about? I wanted to find this. Oh, here. While safety is a primary point of the aircraft surveillance system, the FAA recognizes that some users might have privacy concerns and that it isn't necessary to know every detail about a plane's ownership and flight history to keep it from having a midair collision. For that reason, the FAA launched a service called Privacy ICAO Aircraft Address. It's like a VPN, program that lets aircraft owners apply for anonymized identification code. It is a laborious process and codes cannot be changed more than once every 60 days. This means they can be fully limited utility. They can be of limited utility, since astute observers might be able to use other clues to figure out the aircraft's identity. Musk takes part in the PIA program. So some of his supporters have argued that Sweeney isn't using publicly available information, but the plane's well-known past behavior was a dead giveaway again, but that's not publicly information. You're like compiling it. You're only, the public information is only one part of it. Okay. It's like, it'd be like arguing that I knew Jeremy lived in Wisconsin. It's publicly available. So I use these other tools to then give you his home address, right? Elon Musk, for example, has a Gulfstream, and there's only so many people that fly that particular plane out of Brownsville, Sweeney told Website Insider. So again, he's deducing, which is, is not publicly available. People are like, oh, it's publicly available. I go to FloydTrigger.com. I could see all this stuff. Yeah, no. It is essentially a best guess hack, so to speak. Not really a hack. That's not fair to say. But like an algorithm or best guess that it's him. But it is not publicly available somebody is still intervening to create that and then post it the ease with which Musk can be spotted raises the question of how much responsibility he should bear for the situation while it's understandable that a wealthy man might want to shield himself from public eye an important part of being discreet is how one comports oneself there's only so much privacy someone can expect when engaging in an act as fundamentally public as flying through national airspace in a $70 million jet. Some of that I don't necessarily disagree with. Some of that I don't, like I said, I don't necessarily degree, disagree with. And I think what Elon should, if you, you know, it would behoove him to be renting jets, I think at this point, um, at least in the short future. You know, and, and plus, like, if he rents a bunch of different jets he they may be less likely to figure out which one's his especially if he rents out his jet to other super rich people now cnn's wrote and he says he replied i still want a tesla or fifty thousand dollars i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna up it sweeney said on wednesday musk announced that he would suspend any account that docks the person's real-time location following an incident where his son was followed by a crazy stalker. He subsequently suspended several journalists and users, including Sweeney, who were providing Musk's private location to the public, such as by publishing the coordinates of his private jet. According to Sweeney, all 30 of his Twitter accounts hadn't been suspended on the new policy. Who has 30 accounts? That Elon jet account was briefly reinstated, but it got the boot just minutes later. The terms of use now state that users are not allowed to share live location information of any individual without their consent, regardless of this information being publicly available. <clears throat> Interesting. Now there's really no excuse for it. And I actually don't hate that. Remember, it wasn't that long ago <clears throat> that a rapper was like eating at some like pancake house or something like that. And they, someone posted a picture of where he was at and then people came and ended him, robbed him and... People have to be careful about that, you know? Like, I have some nice Christmas lights up I'd like to show people, but I don't want, you know, I feel like nowadays that puts me at risk. Look at what's happened in Tim Pool. Musk also sweet said Sweeney was posting quote, basically an um, end, ending of life coordinates. Sweeney also ran at Trump Chats, an account that tracked the movement of former President Donald Trump's private jets. Musk has pledged to take legal action against Sweeney for putting his family in danger. I think if he can tie it, like, let's say they got that weirdo and that weirdo followed Musk jets and they could make some sort of connection. Maybe there would be an issue. According to insider, Sweeney is a college student who isn't worried about Musk's legal threat. I'm not really concerned because a tweet is just a tweet. You know, he said, eh, he sounds really uneducated, even if Musk didn't win. You could bury this kid in legal fees. The kid could be stuck in the courtroom for 10 years. From what I see, there isn't much ground for him to stand on. And that's the opinion of a lot of people. Ooh, a lot of people, that must mean it's correct. Top men. I think the idea that like, you know, five. you know, telling him, giving him 5K to stop, um, you know, I think it's it's funny. Like, this get basically, I'm not in it for the money. I just want $50,000. It feels like blackmail. You know what I mean? If he wants to get a job in aerospace software, maybe, maybe not extorting one of the few people that have jobs available in that exact area is probably not a good idea. I mean, I think paying this kid uh, his 50 grand... You might think, oh, just make him go away. It's 50 grand nothing for Elon. I think that that's fair, but also um, then it will just be another guy that does it. It's really not. This Jack Sweeney kid isn't really that intelligent. People can figure it out pretty easily, especially since he's been very public about how he does it. The issue is as following, right? Uh, This guy is not some kind of hero. This guy is not some kind of, I'm doing it for the public knowledge. If he was just doing it for the public knowledge, then why is there a price on it? Why is the price... $50,000, he, if I knew how this stuff was being used, I just, you know, I I feel like if you, if you know that this stuff is being used to target, uh, somebody and put his life in danger, you think this kid would feel bad that his kid's life was put at risk? I don't care if Elon sues him. I don't know the law, if this is against law or not, but I certainly can say this is not quote unquote. Public information, and this this sounds exactly like extortion to me. Where he's saying, "Hey, all I want is fifty k, guys. All I want is fifty k. What's your old Jacks? What's the big deal with that? All I want is fifty k. Can I just have fifty thousand dollars? I'm just doing this for for that for because I thought I I just wanted to see if I could do it. Now I want fifty thousand to stop doing it. Disgusting. Hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, make sure you leave a like on it. We'll talk to you again real soon.